0: Today's tripcast is presented by Entergy. The Women's Business Enterprise National Council recently presented Entergy with the America's Top Corporations for Women's Business Enterprises award. Learn more at wepowerlife.com. And Houston First. Houston is art, tourism, entertainment, conventions, hospitality. Learn more at houstonfirst.com.
1: Texas Talking Said Texas Talking. Gone upside your head. Texas Talking. Tell me who can you trust when Texas got on. Right. Texas got on. Texas Texas Talking.
0: Hello, this is Mary Dennis, Mayor of the City of Live Oak and President of the Texas Municipal League. On behalf of the 1,215 mayors and other elected officials from cities and towns who make up our membership, let me say that we will stand up for cities during the special session and as we move forward. To our friends in the legislature, please move out our way and let us do our jobs. Enjoy this week's Cast. Here's our host, Emily Rabshaw. Thank you, this is Emily Ramshaw here on Friday, June 30th with your Texas Tribune Tribcast, our weekly podcast about the biggest stories in Texas politics. I'm joined by CEO Evan Smith. Such a long
2: run up these days.
0: I'm sorry.
2: I think it was your fault.
0: we got to pay for your <laughs> journalism.
2: Yeah, my, my you, know, you could obtain journalism some other way.
0: <laughs> okay. uh, Executive editor, Ross Ramsey. Howdy. And political reporter, Lou Malnati. I mean, Patrick <laughs> That's He's That's the
3: he's in,
2: he's in the Illuminati. By the That's way, Tech says that Pequod's El is the Illuminati. best pizza in Chicago, and if they Illuminati. want to sponsor right. this podcast... Yeah.
1: <laughs> or Wait. just send us free frozen pizza. Oh, that'd be pizza. great. I'd Even love free to ad, Free some frozen pizza will yeah. do the trick.
0: All right, well, just a reminder, if you are watching this Tribcast on uh, Facebook, you can send questions our way. We're going to tear up all of our original plans and talk about a bunch of news that well, broke today. What were we going to talk about? Uh, you just might find you. out later if we get to I it. I should
2: read the email, shouldn't Yeah, I?
0: don't get your hopes up on anything. Okay. Uh, for starters, could someone fill us in on the Supreme Court, Texas Supreme Court case today? Oh, Evan's leaning back in his chair. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be him. Uh, around the Houston same-sex marriage benefits case? Go ahead. Really? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Sure. Don't mind if I do. (laughs) (laughs) I know, all of you. So basically, the Texas Supreme Court today sent a a Houston same-sex marriage benefits case back to a lower court. Um, Basically, you know, the lower court had ruled that Houston's decision to offer same-sex benefits to its employees was A-OK. The Supreme Court seemed to suggest, you know, maybe not, that there were still questions that needed to be answered in that regard about whether it was uh, appropriate or constitutional. And so they shipped it back to a lower court to sort of reevaluate.
3: Well, back to the district court. So they want it re-argued, you know, so it's going to go back. They didn't say straight up, no, it's not
2: legal, but they did say, um, please try again. Help me understand, I am, as lawyers go, more in the Lionel Hutz camp than a lot of other I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> right. I'm not an actual lawyer, right? However, I think I understand a little bit about the Constitution versus <laughs> well, what here, the Texas here we go. Court says. <laughs> right. So my question is, if, if same-sex marriage has been legalized by the Supreme Court and if the attendant aspects of it are also presumed to be illegal, how does the Texas Supreme Court or the state of Texas, for that matter, preempt what is the federal policy on this? Well, can, they can they say play. the federal
0: policy is not, you know, their that their interpretation is that the federal policy is not clear. Right. When it comes to this, they're, I mean,
2: they're saying that as Oberkfell raises right, the case, they right. said that Oberkfell yeah. basically is not conclusive on this question well, of on yeah. whether
0: you know this taxpayer a, dollars and government
3: benefits and um, pensions and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, that marriage, but not. I mean, I'm quoting right from our own story, but I think the, <laughs> the
1: relevant line. Probably the my... only safe thing to do <laughs> at this <Right>. point. Exactly. <laughs> I think the the line here is the in the opinion they said that the. Um, uh, that there's still room for state courts to explore the quote reach and ramifications of that landmark ruling.
0: So, if a district court says this is okay, and the Texas Supreme Court basically says try again, I mean. It- that's like when a reporter sends me a story, and like, either I can edit the story because it needs to be edited, or I can send the story back to the reporter and because say, try stinks. again, because it stinks. Right. Not so, talking
2: about anybody in particular, cloth, cough, cough speed tech. Cough,
0: <laughs> of <okay>. course. <laughs> that rarely happens with speed tech. Right,
2: yeah. However... He usually obtains an edit. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs>
0: right. so basically, the, that's the Texas Supreme Court saying your story sucks to the district court, right?
2: Well, no, they didn't spike the
3: story. They said you need to work on this a little bit more. <laughs> well, they didn't edit it. But hold, they hold sent on. It back for an but hold on rewrite. a minute. They had a moment where they could have said, we're not running this, forget about it. You know, boy, this analogy is going to hell. Isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. But but
3: they didn't, they didn't they didn't they <laughs> didn't they didn't just straight up say this I is know. not the way the district court said it was. They said try again and you know, gave them a little bit of guidance, but they didn't say no you're flat out wrong. Let, let is me this question. what now, they've the done com- with
0: school finance is this like similar oh, to what they've done with school finance? That's like basically saying we're not gonna rule one way or the other on whether your school finance system sucks, but try again?
2: Um, yeah what's the point of the court
0: right if they're, I mean exactly I don't really understand this sending it back unruling. for another it is an unruling well, so why the... did they take up the case in the first place if it's an unruling because they didn't know if it was going to be if they were going to rule one way or the other
3: right, right. I have a question because four, four judges wanted to I Raw, mean that's so I basically
2: have, I have, what I that have comes question. to uh, is the communist <laughs> perception of this ruling that Texas yet again hates on gays correct or incorrect on
0: the facts. Oh, sure. Uh, that's absolutely. Uh, sorry, I know you asked Ross. So I'm just speaking for well, him. I'm Jump right <laughs> in no, <laughs> go for no, it. No,
2: please, woman explain it to us. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm go not, ahead. I don't even think that warrants well, a response. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, go ahead explain this. So, I mean.
2: He's all alone
3: on that, by the way.
0: <laughs> I know.
3: I'm just going to run. Okay. <laughs> just run. Tuck start and run. running. Run
0: I mean, I think the common perception is going to be, is anyone surprised that the Texas State Supreme Court, you know, a bunch of conservatives on the court, is going to rule the, or not non-rule is going to basically say we're not sure that that federal law protects us. But, I but mean, but
2: that's they, in, did are, say, are they, are they did they not in, say they they're invalidated.
3: So, so the question to me seems to be: Are they entitled to these benefits, or are they eligible for these benefits? And the, the how court, is
2: that how is that not tantamount to the same thing?
3: Well, one is you can get them if your city says you can, and the other one says your city must.
0: A quick question on Facebook. Riley asks, why does the state hold jurisdiction over this issue, gay marriage benefits, anyway? You know, like, shouldn't cities get to decide? Isn't this a local control issue? Cities' powers
3: are derived from state law, and you appeal up the chain to the state. Oh, Riley. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, because. That's how this works. Local control, Riley.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Riley got his answer.
2: Uh, my question... <laughs> oh, here, wait, hold it. So so this is, of course, at the end of a his week... His or her, is, by the way. Riley, Riley pops up. Who's that know. guy? Yes. <laughs> uh, this is the uh, end of a week, of course, in which we learned from the Waco Herald... Uh, Tribune—that's the correct name of the paper, right? Waco Tribune-Herald, whatever it is, Waco paper.
0: That the—that it is
2: uh, apparently. Yeah. G- 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 go ahead.
0: Kind uh, media partner of the Texas Tribune. <laughs> we do know an your answer. name. Former <laughs> media partner of the. <laughs> um, yeah. right.
2: uh, that the Waco newspaper reported that it is virtually impossible, if not actually impossible, to get a same-sex marriage license at the courthouse in Waco. X number of.
0: Or just had right? had hardly. It's happened. the Waco it,
3: Tribune-Herald. Oh, thank
1: you. It right. had
0: happened what like once for the first time or something, right? Right. Right. But
3: uh, it, happened you know, after that story, right?
0: Maybe it's because no one gay wants to live in Waco.
2: <laughs> now I'm running from you. <laughs> uh,
0: this is this is the
2: uh, but this is the Ross Ramsey. <laughs> we should get the hell out <laughs> of here. My quietest, deadest yet. <laughs> please, please, please. Uh This is this is the um, the Ross Ramsey uh, uh, narrative. Sorry. Which is that by the way, it
0: hasn't happened in Waco. It has happened in Bastrop, according to Bobby Blanchard, who's feeding me facts. It has not
2: happened in Waco that you can't... You, so you can get a same-sex what, marriage? There What's, has not been... A same-sex marriage?
0: A same-sex marriage. Bobby is like License. the Zeppo Marx yeah, of right. this
2: podcast. What are you even? trying to hang on me over here? Well, I'm trying to hang on you the fact that you have said for some weeks now that there is a brand problem <laughs> out him, yeah. in the world for Texas. That yeah. Texas is going to suffer because we have been labeled discriminatory on redistricting, discriminatory on voter ID, discriminatory on bathrooms, discriminatory on sank cities, Mm -hmm. discriminatory on foster care placements, and now, prospectively, discriminatory on what we thought was an issue that had been resolved by the courts and has now seemingly not been resolved by the courts, the degree to which same-sex couples have access to marriage licenses or benefits or whatever else.
3: We're giving talking points to all the corporate relocation people that we compete with in states like Georgia and Illinois and Arizona and California. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, when you're competing against Frisco for a corporate relocation and you're in Marietta, Georgia, or Mesa, Arizona, or any of those places, they say, well, you know, you can liberal, think about liberal Texas. Liberal outposts. Well, you could think about Texas and they've got right. some good points, but you know this and this and this, the same thing we do to them. You know, when Rick Perry was going to California and talking up Texas and dissing California we're now feeding wood into the fire for them to come back and do it to
1: us.
2: If you know, this is also the end of the week by the way with the California travel ban, Texas, that right, us, right? Mm-hmm. that's like another part of the same conversation, mm-hmm. right.
1: I was going to say if you're looking at it through that prism, does this this Scotex ruling today, does it really is it as clear-cut as some of those other, some of those other examples of alleged brand damage? I don't I don't, think so. damage yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, but the perception, I got to come back to the perception. The perception is sure. Texas, the Texas Supreme Court, the highest court in Texas, just said effectively, oh no you didn't on same sex marriage. No, books. they said keep squabbling. Perception, I said. The We're factual not, yeah. I think yeah. it's a more I mean, I think you've actually said something more about the nuance of the decision. Right. They did not come back and say we invalidate the process of, of
1: Right, yeah. Right. I'm That's just it. saying I don't I don't view it as clear right. cut, maybe, but it contributes to that, I'm sure, to some
0: well, one thing we are going to try to do is give our teachers an extra thousand dollars a year, <laughs> or are we? Kind of, yeah, right on
3: average.
1: So Ross, you uh,
0: had a good column about this. What? So what exactly does Abbott want to do, and what's the reality?
3: It's a proposal, as I understand it, from Mike Morath, who's the Texas Education Commissioner and a former board member for the Dallas Independent School District, and they started a merit-pay program there where they put some money into the pot for better teachers to get better raises. And some teachers didn't get raises at all, and some teachers got really good raises. And so the question arises, what if you did that at the state level? And they're floating around a 24- or 28-page PowerPoint presentation on here's how this would work, here's how this worked in Dallas, here's the reasons for it, kind of laid out their case. And it turns out to be the outline for the governor's proposal to give teachers a thousand dollar pay raise during the special session. The problems with this, you know, before you even get to the content of it and whether merit pay is a good idea are it hasn't been heard yet. And you've got a 30-day special session coming up and a legislature that hasn't considered this before. You're going to have, you know, you've got to have all the hearings. You've got to look at all of the nuances of this policy. It's complicated. It's a rewrite of how we pay teachers in the state. And it's not incidentally happening at a time when all the teachers are out of school and can come mm-hmm. to Austin and talk about it, so. And you know, the it's,
2: price tag for this $1,000. So that, well, that's uh, so the, the next up, up. There's
3: 353,000 teachers, public school teachers in Texas if you count substitutes, and so it's, you know, about
2: 700 million every two years. Right, uh, uh, Dan Huberty, I heard Dan Huberty say over the last couple of days, it's a $700 million unfunded mandate to the school districts, right. many of whom, or which, have passed budgets for the next year that Already. did not include such pay raises right. so from their perspective if this becomes the law, where they right. get mean, the money well that's for. the other
3: element of this is that
2: it's Abbott is proposing this without it.
3: proposing right. oh, and here's your check crafty
2: politically you're our Abbott whisperer try to un- help me understand the thinking here it's crafty politically because the governor is now on record wanting to give teachers a pay raise
0: but not wanting messy for it.
2: details so sure. if the legislature comes back and does not approve this bill or bitches about it then suddenly they're on the side of not increasing teacher pay and Abbott is mm-hmm. and if it doesn't actually happen Abbott gets to say i tried right I agree. an election, you pretty
1: mean, good. Yeah, I agree. I think that's kind of the political dynamic for all 20 of these items in, in some ways. But <laughs> this one. Um, <laughs> I but this said, wait, I can see that in the mayor. A wait, I can see that case. in the mayor. <laughs> um, I don't
0: know. Uh, uh, but I, I think that one could backfire. I mean, because it really is not just I want a pay raise for teachers. It's I want a pay raise for teachers, but I'm not going to pay for it.
3: Well, and I want a pay raise for some teachers, but not others. And, you know, they've been kicking teachers along the way anyhow. I mean, there's a million. you know This is complicated. And it is complicated. And if you are going to raise teacher pay, how are you going to do that without raising the property taxes everybody's already bitching about? And, you know, and, and, and. and I think it's, I way, Emily's right. You I think put, there's a you didn't lot of problems here. You didn't put school
2: finance legislation. You just put talking about school finance right. on the call. So at a time when you're consciously not elevating school finance to a worthy enough problem to be solved in the special session call, You're coming back behind that, not solving one problem and creating another. Well, you're saying
3: school finance is too complex for a 30-day special session. By the way, here's a new way to finance. Here's a new way to pay teachers. It's just as complex. And, you know, I think the chances, even if the legislature, you know, uniformly thought this was a good idea, which I'm guessing is not the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, it would be hard to do in 30 days. A
0: question on Facebook from Denise. Uh, just some clarification. Is this $1,000 pay raise separate from the merit pay scheme, or is this all the same thing? No, the
3: thing? merit pay scheme would in the governor's eyes increase average teacher pay by $1,000.
0: Increase right. average So your pay
3: may go up 5000 and mine go, may go up zero. Right. Right.
0: Alright, so it's all one of the $1,000 average. Yeah. But
3: that doesn't, doesn't average. You mean, that's just
1: like an example of
3: the high and low,
1: because zero and five thousand is average. 20,000,
0: right? Uh, well, you know, yes. Patrick, yeah. Patrick's, Patrick's, Patrick's going to get a I'm whiteboard. Sure. And I'm just that. Right. Patrick is questioning you on your college. No, no, no. So, and you I, get zero. And Evan gets too. zero. And Bobby gets zero. And and too. On average,
3: we each got a thousand. Settle <laughs> <laughs> so down. Okay, okay. Good okay sorry, boss. Step off.
0: <laughs> that wasn't Patrick's phone you saw in the frame. It was actually his uh, uh, calculator. His abacus. Right. He and Sylvester Turner. Yeah. That's right. a smart-ass. <laughs> just a reminder, if you're tuning in on Facebook, shoot some questions our way. In the shoot meantime, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we are not advocating suicide right. on this Tribcast. Okay. <laughs> Everyone run fast from Ross. This
2: is not that Netflix show. <laughs> Come on.
0: Oh, God. All right. Let's talk oh, yeah. about Donna Dukes' uh, courtroom appearance today. Did any of you follow this remarkable I, story?
2: I noted that she did not just plead not guilty, but she pled Unequivocally not guilty.
0: She pled unequivocally not cherry guilty. Cherry with a Sunday on
2: top, right? Or a Sunday with a cherry on top. And pled
0: late. And pled.
2: She showed up two hours late.
0: I mean, it is when you are under fire for not showing up for votes, for not showing up at the Capitol, um, for all these kinds of things. And go with your brand. <laughs> uh, maybe you go with your brand. And you want a judge to be happy with you, you show up two hours late to your own legal hearing. She said she had... Uh, Babysitting problems Which is part of what Got her into this mess In the first place And then she said Her dad had had surgery So I mean You know Shit happens, obviously, but come on, like get there on time, right?
3: October sixteenth trial filing date for running for office starts on November eleventh, I think, and ends on December eleventh. So
0: she's
2: got she's running again.
0: Yeah. So that was part of the story. She also said she was most likely running for reelection. But but I think
3: she'll but I think she'll find out in late October whether she's running or not, and you know how it's going to
2: go from there. Has has there not been within the? Am I correct about this within the last week, or plus a call for her removal? There have AMB. been, like, a, well, I mean, a week. Well, I mean, it depends no, on who it's, who's a, a it's a coming current, from. A current one. Well,
1: there there was some, some yeah, there was some noise. There was an activist yeah. uh, who held a rally, I think, community activist, or self-described Somebody community activist. Somebody who wanted activist, to run as her replacement, yeah. right. probably. But you're still not seeing any calls from, you know, public calls, at least, well, from like fellow Vincent,
2: Vincent Harding, the head of the Travis County Party, right. or Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gotten
1: into some controversy himself by refusing to advance that that call within the party. Lots of
3: people are hiding under their desks on this. On why? Just because, you know, there's no plus in getting involved in it. You can take her side and say, I'm a character witness, I like her, she's a friend, blah, blah, blah. I have no beef with- And a couple of people have done that, but there's no percentage in jumping into this and saying something up or down on the merits of the thing. I mean, her attendance record speaks for itself, stuff like showing up late in court speaks for itself, and you Mm -hmm. just got to let this play out. I have no beef
2: with Donna Dukes, but it does seem to me that if the party is not willing to speak out against Donna Dukes, who are they willing to speak out against? Have they not? No, the party you is not. You mean the Travis, Travis County, county Democrats? Democrats? No, the party, no, neither the, the county the or, the or, the or the state party have party. been, you know, gone fishing on this. Hmm. And, I, and I understand Ross's point. Why would you get into it? And the reality right. is whether there's a discussion of removing her or not, there is an opportunity to remove her. It's called an election. If she chooses to run again, the voters can decide that the time And she has, has you know, I
1: think several already declared Democratic challengers. Right. Mm. I mean, we've, Kind of covered that already. When you it know was Sher- today, she Cheryl Cole, uh,
2: maybe the most notable former mayor pro tem of Austin, city council member, mayoral candidate, who is declared. She's held this seat for 24 years.
3: I mean, they're going to be. There's some pent up demand whenever anybody does that, and you right. know, if, if if you pull out a long term lawmaker, mm-hmm. all kinds of people come forward. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, well, let's talk. Uh, let's head to Washington, where there was a lot of drama this week, and um, start with news about a, a potential appointee. So, Kay Bailey Hutchison, former U.S. senator from Texas, is going to do what if? confirmed for Donald Trump.
3: She's gonna be the I guess it's ambassador to NATO. I guess I didn't know it was that title. But That's she's gonna be the formal
0: title. Yeah. Uh,
3: the jefe of NATO and, you know, is an associate or a friend or you know, whatever. She and Tillerson know each other pretty well, the Secretary of State. Um, Both of
0: them
2: were prominent University of Texas Alums?
3: Right.
0: He would be her boss, right, Tillerson?
3: Yeah. I think he would. Uh, te- yeah. yeah. Uh, she'd be in the in the Foreign Service, basically, and um, has apparently been promoting her for this for a while. And, you know, they're sort of—I um, mean, it's a separate story in a way, but, you know, they're moving slowly on a lot of these appointments. And it took a while to get this done. So it uh, looks like she's going to be the, the nominee for this. I would imagine that she sails through the Senate.
2: Well, the Senate loves her. She'll have you know, right, problem. no problem. I mean, the interesting thing is that—because what's Cruz going to do? Right, he's going to support her, of course. Sure, and uh, I think the conservatives in the Senate who would be the only ones to object, and this is kind of the point, is Mm -hmm. that it's an interesting comeback for Senator Hutchison, whose politics, by the standards of today, are not conservative enough, in the eyes of some. And so, for her to get a, a prominent position in this administration at this moment politically is quite something.
3: I think Tillerson and those guys want a calming influence at NATO after you know the rumpus earlier this year over, you know, oh, whether we yeah, were I mean, completely he, behind it or it's not. A rumpus
0: Trump caused. It's right.
3: rumpus Trump cause. Right. The Trumpus,
0: right? Right. Yeah. yeah, give us the backstory Well, on I there. was
1: going to say, I mean, just, it's notable position just given uh, Trump's posture and remarks toward NATO during his campaign I in the hate, early days NATO, of his, right. yeah. his presidential campaign. And I don't he, think it's a, right. a like risk-free position give, give given that she could be inserting herself in, you know, putting herself in a very uh, difficult position trying to, mo- you know, trying to, Referee between the White House and and NATO.
0: Candidly, I think I mean it's not just you know not risk-free, but I I mean I think this is incredibly risky for her and her reputation. I mean she's linking herself for you know for posterity to Donald Trump's administration. I, 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 I think she can.
2: By the way, not for Trump during the election, although I seem to remember her saying something to the effect that she voted for Trump or was voting for She's
0: Trump. She's very much not for Trump, and isn't she historically very much for women? And this news came out on the same day Trump's disgusting right. tweet about, you know, his disgust for morning the Morning Joe right. duo, I mean, where he attacked a woman's appearance again. I mean, it's like... I, If I were Kay Bailey Hutchison, having that news, being, you know, a a prominent woman basically joining his administration, I don't know. I don't understand how many. I think she can
3: can probably stay (laughs) far enough away from the White House on this stuff. Um, Right. Far, far away. Yeah, you look at someone like like Nikki Haley, for example, who
1: has, you know, gotten involved in this uh, administration's, you know, diplomacy efforts and has, um, I hate to be cynical, but has retained her dignity and some, you know, her credibility. In the reputation
2: suffered, but she's yeah. also she's treated uh, the Trumpists uh, as water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. She's just like I'm doing my thing, and I know that he publicly says things sometimes that right. disagree or contradict. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And one imagines that what Kay's going to do to this question of is she she's hurting. She's going to run. She's going to do her thing.
3: Yeah, I think this improves the soup. I don't think it. You know, I, I think it's better for him than it is bad for her.
0: Right. Um, a question on Facebook. Oh, Riley's back. Hi, what, Riley. Hi, Riley. What qualifies her to take on this position? <laughs> That's a good question.
3: She's long experience uh, um, maneuvering in. She the, might, presumably she was in on Washington. armed
2: services or foreign affairs. Or yeah, she those, was.
3: Or you know, she she was really involved in armed services and foreign affairs, and was uh, knows her way around the Senate and an administration that needs people who know their way around the Senate.
2: Right. One of the, the complaints about. Um, the Trump administration, Susan Collins, just this week from Maine articulated it, whose politics tend to be temperamentally more kin to Kay's than not. Right. Susan Collins said he doesn't understand how to work with Congress. Mm-hmm. Tillerson doesn't? No, no, he as in Trump. Trump.
3: Well, I would also say certainly. that Tillerson doesn't. I, you know, I say it lightly. I don't think he's bumbled anything, but he doesn't have any experience with Congress, and he needs somebody with some political chops, and she's certainly got that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, someone else who is still posturing about his potential role in the Trump administration is uh, our friend Agriculture Commissioner <laughs> Sid Miller, who um, our summer fellow Kirby Wilson got a great interview with this week. What were the high notes uh, from that interview?
1: Yeah, I mean, Sid so Miller is saying he's, uh, you know, still would uh, entertain a job offer if it were extended to him from the Trump administration. I think he said in the interview too that he had received a number well, He said specifically yeah, that, yeah, that he'd been, he'd he had been he'd effectively he been offered... Given jobs, but given he had turned them down, or they're still pending, perhaps. I have um, been
0: asked, but I haven't agreed to do any of them, he I'm, said, I'm followed not... by this amazing line, I kind of like being a big fish in a little <laughs> pond down here in Texas. Little old Texas. <laughs> little old, <laughs> Where are you from, <laughs> that pal? little old pond. Uh, buddy, it's come like, over uh, here for uh, a minute. Uh, <laughs> <yeah.
2: Right. laughs> well, you know, you it's could... Uh, this is not how,
1: how like we talk to P. Bush, dog catcher right? We need one of those every year. I'm
0: sitting
2: Pathetic to Miller in this respect. <laughs> what would be worse than going into the midpoint of a of a sub? It's not a midpoint yet. They've department. only been there six months. No, what? no, 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 no. Ask I'm saying, Kay <laughs> Bailey Hutchison. I'm saying no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying oh, like middle tier job. Ag is like at best. Or your middle-level position, it's you mean. A B, B-minus department, relatively speaking, like going into education or going into justice, ag is kind of a lesser department. E. Smith at Texas Tribune. No. Farmers. Who Farmers. Would argue with that? In the hierarchy of cabinet departments, <laughs> agriculture is a lesser a, department you're than an urban the elite. But, well, <laughs> end. Yeah, I think that the, <laughs> But I my point, point is to go, <laughs> to go in as a... Bu- basically, even as, a, as an elite bureaucrat, an elevated bureaucrat within the cabinet bureaucrat, department... I like this. <laughs> He gets to be like a new TV show,
3: elite bureaucrat. Right.
2: I think he's more powerful right now. I think this is where his point is is accurate. And I think he's more powerful now. Than he would be going into some. He has a
3: much bigger uh, megaphone now than a, he would in a any big position fish, that's if you will. Well, in any position that's not <laughs> the big microphone, the, that's not the um, commissioner. You know, if he's not going to be Sonny Perdue, then why take the job? And I think there's still probably legitimately opportunity there. If
1: you recall, the the Ag Secretary was the last major cabinet official who was confirmed by the mm-hmm. Senate. So I'm I, you know that department is probably still going that, through. That's sapping. the
3: guy in charge. If everybody else gets killed by an right.
2: asteroid, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he was also. That Keeper Sutherland right? <laughs> oh
0: God, right. he was also asked about um, the Trump administration. Sluggishness and sending, you know, these, as, as Evan might say, lower cabinet <laughs> nominees to the U.S. Senate to be confirmed, and he blamed who?
2: The deep state. The deep, the deep state. State. Yep. Yep. Right. The, the FBI is slow playing all those nominees' right. Background right. checks. He, he right. said, "Quote:
0: You've got right. the deep state people in there who are loyal to Comey. Got to bring Comey back into he, it." <laughs> I
2: think he's been on the Infowars site maybe one too many times. <laughs> it's like the,
3: a visit to the deep stuff people here. It's a, yeah. uh,
2: or it's like the upside down. You know, it's like Stranger Things. He, we should nominate Barb to be the Undersecretary of Agriculture.
3: <laughs> Only Evan knows what he's talking Do you
2: about. You watch that show? I, no. I don't. Yeah, it's a you great watch, show. You watch Broadchurch? No. You watch Happy Valley? No. I got to talk to you about this.
0: Okay. I'm going to
2: change. No, know what Evan enti- does is I'm, his- I'm going to change your entire entertainment landscape.
0: First, you should change my childcare situation so I have time to change my, <laughs> <laughs> entertainment, <laughs> 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 my entertainment landscape.
2: I'll get to work on that.
0: Yes, right. So Vita, w- can't
2: you go babysit
0: first <laughs> so she can watch Happy Valley? <laughs> <laughs> oh my they want God. a Peabody. Uh. My other favorite line from this, Sid Miller story, <laughs> getting back to Texas. Work. Uh, yes. is uh, Kirby Wilson asked him if he knew the names of any of Trump's desired USDA nominees, and Miller said basically something along the lines of, yeah, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> I think he said, yeah, but I can't tell you. <laughs>
2: in, in, in fairness, if you've spent any time around Kirby... <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to kill Kirby is, not, is wow. not unique to Sid Miller.
0: You can find his dad at yeah. mwilson at <laughs> dallasnews.com. Heck of,
2: heck of a thing for Kirby to find out late on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> yes. I think Sorry, I've Kirby. Told, I think I've told Kirby I wanted to kill him every single day <laughs> since he's been here.
0: Oh, terrific. Um, all right, well, we actually just got a nice big um, sort of thematic question on Facebook that I'm gonna send your way. Is this Riley?
2: Is it multi-part? No,
0: it's Mike. I don't know which Mike Mike it is. Why do
2: you want to kill my kid?
0: It is (laughs) kind of, oh, it's not Mike Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, good, it came in before the Mike Wilson comment. If you get time on this live panel, what do we have, but time. Yeah, barely. What's the panel's opinion on the direction of Texas politics after 2016? Will Texas trend purple mm-hmm. and eventually turn blue like a oh, southern Jesus, version of Colorado? Who is that, Erica Greeter? <laughs> or will Texas remain red for the foreseeable future regardless of how low Trump's approval ratings get?
3: Red for the foreseeable future because the basics haven't changed. You know, the people that got elected, you know, there's this this storyline going around that this member of Congress or that member of the legislature is in trouble because he or she was elected as a republican in a district that hillary clinton beat donald trump in but they were elected while she was beating donald trump and he's not on the ballot this year the top of the ballot for the republicans this time is going to be fairly strong with ted cruz and greg abbott it's the last election maybe where we see straight ticket voting in texas and the republicans are going to have a pretty good poll there the democrats haven't produced anything that is a solid argument for why things would change yet I think eventually they change. Eventually the pendulum changes. Eventually the ice melts, and whatever happens, but not in twenty eighteen. Let, let's I,
2: obtain a perspective from. Sweet oh, I was going to say, yeah, I agree. Red, uh, redder, I,
1: I, redder, redder. Counter Probably, I would say redder, redder. I think the Democrats have maybe a few more opportunities than usual next election cycle to harness the anti-Trump energy in some very targeted ways. Uh, but I don't think the the you know the electoral landscape has greatly expanded in the wake of 2016. They, they
3: might pick up five or six House seats in the Texas House. Right. They might pick up a couple of seats out of the redistricting court in San Antonio, but
2: other uh, the, the, the asterisks on this. As, I'm with I'm Asterisk. With the asterisk. Asterisk, right. <laughs> The risk of
3: the asterisk. Right?
2: Uh, I'm with you, but. But he's not. If Trump. Well, if if the Trump administration and this there's like a massive pillowy air quotes around this word normalizes then I think it's a modest pickup for the Democrats in the House because it's the midterm of the first term of a president in power and often there's a reverberating effect in the reverse direction in cases like
0: this. It will not normalize.
2: If it doesn't normalize, if we continue to talk about bloody facelifts Facelifts, and and Mike Flynn is doing a perp walk and if if this whole thing collapses, then I actually Or just continues as it has. I don't think I can say with certainty that the tsunami doesn't get everybody wet. I'm skeptical about whether the Republicans. Well, I'm I'm skeptical that the Republicans have anything to worry about in the next election cycle in any massive, endemic, structural way, unless starting to talk like Jim. Unless Trump takes everybody down with him, at which point more people are going to be in situations that they were not expecting to be competitive, but are competitive than they think. If Trump
3: messes up in a way that makes that puts Ted Cruz in danger in a Senate race, then I'll agree with then you. Then a bunch but, of other people are in danger. I agree, I agree. But that's a long, long read.
2: I'm just not a believer that the health care bill or any of the other uh, contributors to woke nation translate into votes that cause the Democrats to have reason to be optimistic. I think it's got to be some massive precipitating event, which would have to be like a Trump collapse. Mm-hmm. Bringing everybody, I mean, does that not, does that not make sense? Yeah, I that's agree. That's a theory. I agree. Yeah. But I can't you, see other than What
0: that. were you just saying about straight-ticket voting? When does that change take so effect? So
3: the uh, Ron Simmons bill that gets rid of straight-ticket voting in Texas takes effect in 2020. Um, so we have one more election cycle um, with straight-ticket voting, which means you can punch Republican or Libertarian or Democratic or Green at the top of the ballot and effectively vote for all of those candidates. It's what gets judges elected and unelected in big county courthouses like Dallas and Houston. And when people don't want to go through all 300 pages of their ballot, they just punch their flag at the top and walk out.
0: Mm-hmm. And so Ron asks on Facebook, will gerrymandering... Ron Simmons? Reach? Maybe. <laughs> will gerrymandering become more balanced in Texas?
3: No. Good. Quickly. Why? W- I mean, why would it? You've got a Republican legislature that drew the maps, And that unless it's um, replaced by Democrats in the 2020 elections is going to draw the next maps. And unless gerrymandering becomes illegal, um, asterisk Wisconsin, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: um, then you're going to have gerrymandered maps. The the Wisconsin case that's going to the U.S. Supreme Court is basically asking the question, is it possible to draw a map that is so politically imbalanced that it becomes unconstitutional? Mm
0: All right, well, that's all the time we have. If you're listening to the Tribcast every week, please do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. Those ratings help us reach more listeners like you. And if you value the Tribune's nonprofit, nonpartisan newsroom, please consider making a donation at support.texastribune.org. Thanks to Shiny Ribs for our music, and on behalf of Evan, Ross, Patrick, and our producers Todd and Bobby, this is Emily. Thanks for listening. Texas talking. Texas
1: talking.
0: Texas talking. Texas talking.
2: as you obtain that. <laughs> <laughs> I love speed tech syntax. His syntax is so that, funny.